What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. Hope everybody out there is doing well tonight. Got a great show planned for you. Football is back. Training camp is going on all around the league. NFL teams are back. Fans get to be back at training camp this year. I mean, what more can you ask for? We've been waiting months for this to get to get back to this point, back to the starting point. Right now, everyone thinks that their team is a Super Bowl winning team, except for maybe the Texans and Lions and Jets. I don't know. Jets fans can think that too because right now Zach Wilson has bumped up to like one of the favorites to win MVP because of stuff going on in his life. But yeah, pretty much everyone thinks this is the year for our team, especially when you see those training camp videos start to leak out because no matter how many times we tell ourselves, okay, it's early in training camp, not going to get too excited, not going to get too excited. You start seeing those videos, seeing guys go up and make plays, and we start getting excited. We just can't help it. I mean, especially Titans fans seeing our first round pick Traylon Burks all these questions about him and seeing how this week's went for him it just that excitement starts to build but before we dive into all of this training camp talk from the first week of practices I gotta tell you how you can support the show if you're watching on YouTube right now I need you to back out of the live chat make sure to go hit that subscribe button if you haven't already trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. And I really appreciate everyone who's already subscribed and is in the live chat uh, commenting, giving your thoughts on all this, and to all the new subscribers. Also, make sure to hit that like button. Let's get these likes up, and by the end of this show, I'd like to have eight to ten likes on this video it really means a lot and share the video out i want to get as many people in here as we can so we can talk about this first week of training camp players that in that have impressed you this week players that have maybe not impressed you this week or you maybe have a little concern about and i know we're going up against wwe SummerSlam tonight in nashville so i'm sure there's a lot of fans out there of football, of WWE, and they're tuned into that. And, hey, that's a big global brand there. That's hard to compete with, but we're going to try. And also, audio version of this podcast will be up later tonight. Make sure, go check that out on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. helps the show grow. And also, check me out on social media. On Twitter, it's at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. And Facebook, Titans Time. I know we got a couple people in the building here. Got our buddy Al Pierce saying, tighten up. Good things in camp. We need to stay on. All the Colts fans are flapping their jaws here in Indiana, and we need to shut them up hard. Go Titans. Kick massive tail. And Al Yes, we do. I mean, I am so tired already of seeing all these Colts fans 
just running their mouth saying that they're going to be atop this division. How many years has it been since they've won this division? Um, pretty sure it hasn't been recently. I know the Titans have won it the past two years. Then you had the Texans and Jaguars in there somewhere winning it. And I'm like, Colts fans, y'all need to calm down. Right now, the only thing y'all need to worry about is going down to Jacksonville and actually winning a game down there versus, you know, trying to folks say you're winning the division. And yes, that's a lot of trash talk to a division opponent. And I know usually when I do that, I get Colts fans coming for me and they always throw out the, oh, well, how many Super Bowls have y'all won? This and that. Okay. If that's your only argument, find something else. I mean, when was your last Super Bowl that you won? Yes, you have won, but wasn't recent. Let's focus on the present. But got a little off there. Got to get back to training camp. And first off, I want to talk about a guy that, you know, I've said this on the show many times, said it uh, last week, how for Traylon Burks, Missing some of rookie minicamp because of the asthma was out of shape. He has even come out, took you know responsibility for that and said, hey, this was on me. I didn't show up ready, but I've turned things around. And I said, I kept saying, the only way I'm going to be worried about Burks is if training camp comes and he's not out there for training camp. He starts missing a lot of training camp. He's not able to get that chemistry down with Ryan Tannehill and the offense because that is when it can really start affecting the team. I'm not worried about what happens in May and June. Come July, training camp starts up. August, preseason games starting up. That's when I want him out there making plays and showing us what he can do. That's when he has to start stepping it up and being there for this team and showing that he has the work ethic to be out there and that he shouldn't be questioned. And man, oh man, has he come out and I believe silenced a lot of the haters that were talking about him, about, oh, yeah, he's he's already a bust, this and that. Like, no. This guy, he just had to get that mindset right. He dropped five or six pounds. He's in camp feeling good, looking good in the individual drills. Um, And get to uh, some more comments here right quick. Clowny Super Bowl says, sometimes I wish Carl Klung was still a Titan. My wife saying Titan up and Power Hour saying, watch those hamstrings, knock on wood. And yeah, (laughs) you know, just... We need the hamstrings to stay good for really all the Titans players this year, especially through camp and into the season. But, you know, jumping back to Burks, he coming out this first week and the first day, seven on seven. So, yeah, it's a little bit easier. But, and I have the clip here, and I'm going to play it right quick. Um, just have to find it. And this is video 
got a got this from the Tennessee Titans Twitter. So we'll play this right quick here. And you can see Tannehill, I mean, just throwing that deep ball down the field and Burks coming up with it. Burks got behind Christian Fulton on that play and Amani Hooker was supposed to be coming over the top to help with the coverage. But Burks just outran him and was able to make a great diving catch. I know Power Hour and I, we've we've talked about that catch some, and it was one of those things where whenever he lands making that catch, it's like, okay, dude, it's, it's the first day of camp. We, we don't need you getting hurt out there. Like, we, <laughs> we need you to stay healthy out there, so just be careful. But an amazing catch on the first day of camp. And like I said, a lot of the media members that were there, you know, they, Burke's first day of camp kind of hushed up any questions that they had about him coming into this training camp. And Burke's, you know, they say that it's not about just one day. And it's not. You have to be consistent. You have to pair together good days keep those good days rolling in. And that's exactly what he's been doing on, uh, I know Thursday was a little bit lighter day for the Titans practice wise. Vrabel said that they wanted to make sure that, you know, coming in that first day, when they get out there the second day, they just want to make sure everybody's body's still feeling good. Work them into things. Don't overdo it. So it was just kind of like a walkthrough practice. But then Friday, the Titans are in the bubble because of bad weather, raining. And in one-on-one drills, we get to see the the rookies, Burks and Roger McCreary, going up against each other. And McCreary is a guy who he likes to press, be that physical corner. And I'm going to play this video here that uh buck rising put up on that he took and put on twitter and just watch this rep between burks and mccreary here so in watching that clip what i notice is of course a lot of hand fighting there you might can argue there's some offensive pass interference or a little push off there at the top and obviously that's things that can be worked on to where that little what looks like a little shove at the top of that route where he's not extending that arm as much and you know just finding ways to get away with it but creating good separation there against McCreary who you know, again, he's a guy that likes to play that press man coverage and get up in uh, your personal space, not let you have anything, not let you create that separation. That's the that's how he likes playing. And Burke's just showing how physical and strong he is, able to get McCreary off of him, create that separation. And I, I thought it was a great uh, rep by Burks there. And then again, today in practice, 
we got to see Burks and McCreary going at it again. I'm going to play this clip for you. And right there, it looked, I don't know if maybe Burks and McCreary's feet got tangled up and McCreary, that's what led him to tripping or if he just kind of tripped over his own feet. But again, Burks getting the better of McCreary. And this is what you want to see from your first round pick. You want to see him going out there, making plays like this in one-on-ones and seven-on-sevens and hope that it can just continue to happen and that he can uh, – and also credit to Jim White for that video. But you want to see him going out there, especially against the guy that you picked in the second round to help your secondary out. You want to see him going up against veterans and making these plays like him getting past Christian Fulton and Amani Hooker not being able to get over there. And there was another time either in – I believe it was in today's practice where – uh, Tannehill had Burks wide open deep, but Jeffrey Simmons got back there and jumped up and knocked the ball down. So it sounds like a lot of good things are coming out of uh, training camp about Burks. And get to some more comments here. Got Al saying, I want to see more tape coming out of camp on Weaver. Have you heard how he is doing so far? And, Al, from what I've been seeing on Weaver, and I would like to see more tape on him as well, especially coming back from that injury. But hearing, like, Harold Landry and some others talk about him, they say that, you know, last year he was really picking up steam. And even after he got injured, he came in and just kept working. He wanted to uh, learn more you know, get better. So, and I, I've been hearing a couple of positive things about him uh, so far this year. And I think just, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him back out on the field and in this rotation of pass rushers, because I feel like he can bring so much to this team in that aspect and that he's only going to get better and learning more in his second year. And, yes, Al, the pads come out on Monday, and that should tell us some more. It's going to be good to see how Robert Woods and um, Caleb Farley, uh, how their knees react to them being in full pads and actually being out there with some contact. And also, a little shout-out here to the Power Hour. I will be on his show Monday night. Uh, y'all make sure to come check that out. Always a great time being on his show, and you know he's always bringing the heat and the latest news. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to his channel. You're not going to want to miss that show on Monday night. Now, we have hit on McCreary a little bit. He's the next guy I want to shift and talk about here. Um, You know, we got a couple of guys in camp here that have, impressed me and I like seeing that tight coverage from McCreary and even though Burks has gotten the best of him uh McCreary has been able to make some plays and today going up against NWI 
on a long ball, McCreary had a really good pass breakup and video credit to Buck Rising on this. Put this on Twitter, and I'm going to play this clip for you here. So in watching that video, that just shows me, you know, McCreary, NWI had gotten over the top on him a little bit, but he was able to make up that little bit of distance and people keep talking about his short arms. Oh, he has short arms. That That's going to hurt him. Didn't look like in that pass breakup, his short arms hurt him to me. He was able to get in there on NWI and knock the ball out, knock it free. And it was honestly a really great pass breakup. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that from him. And I think going up against Burks in practice, who is a bigger, more physical receiver, that's just going to help him even more, Expect like in divisional games against some of the other receivers he has to go up against this year. And it's just going to make him better. I mean, iron sharpens iron. So looking forward to seeing more on him throughout camp and seeing how he improves. And really, throughout camp, it's been kind of flip-flopped over the last couple of days between the offense and defense on who is having the better day. I know today it seemed like the defense, especially the, the defensive backs, were doing better against the receivers than they were yesterday. Yesterday, or Friday, if you're listening to this podcast a little bit later on, when they were in the bubble, man, the receivers were just having their way against the defensive backs in one-on-one. And I know going to talk about a couple different guys here. Nick Westbrook-Akina is a guy, every year he has improved really made his mark in the special teams. Last year, improved more as a receiver. And then this year, it seems like he's taken an even greater leap and improved his receiver skills even more. He's finding ways to create better separation on routes. And I'm going to play this clip from A to Z. It's a short little clip, but his – and one thing A to Z pointed out on this route, he's going against Imani Hooker. So one of the veteran defensive backs here, and he's able to give a head fake at the top of the route. He's running an out route and just creates great separation. And this is what you want to see from the guy who's potentially going to be our, at the start of the season, he may be our number two receiver. He may be our number three, uh, depending on where Robert Woods is at the start of the season. And, you know, with dealing with his injury, but I'm going to play this clip from A to Z right quick on this. So that right there, that at out route, he gave that little head fake in at the top of the route, cut out, really great cut, and just created so much separation. And, you know, that's something that I, I know – we put blame on Tannehill for last year. But when you look at the receivers at times that he had to deal with and how 
no one could create that quick separation or give him really a good place to put the ball. The separation that was created right there, and again, it's one-on-one, so it does favor the offensive player more. I will admit to that, and I'm not – I don't want to uh, get overly excited about what I'm seeing, but again, it's about these guys putting together good reps and continuing to put together good reps and putting – you know, keeping that going into seven-on-seven, then – when the offense is actually going against the full defense. So, and another thing, not hearing about Tannehill throwing a lot of picks this year so far in training camp. That's something we heard about last year quite a bit, and we just kind of brushed it off. Oh, it's just camp. It's just camp. But we're not hearing that this year. And that could be big. And Power Hour actually bringing up the next guy that I want to talk about here, saying that Dez had a really good week as well. And he did. Dez Fitzpatrick is actually a guy that before training camp started up and all that, I said, I have him being a breakout player for the Titans this year. Wasn't big on him last year especially, you know, some games where he had to plug in and it seemed like he didn't know what route he was supposed to be running, where he was supposed to be. Wasn't happy about him. But I've been hearing good things about him this offseason, hearing that he had been diving into the playbook more. And now training camp's here and we see him putting together some good reps. And uh, got Matt... Helton here saying, yes, all about those good reps. And it it really is. Like, if you can put together the good reps and, I mean, you you play how you practice. If you're putting together good reps, you're learning, improving, your play is going to improve. If you keep having bad reps, if you're not improving, if you're not doing what you need to be do, if you're not doing what you need to be doing, then – it's going to hurt you. And it looks like Dez has come ready to go this year and have another clip on him. Um, this is also from A to Z, and I believe he was going against Chris Jackson on this rep in breaking route and really makes a nice catch, um, gets just enough separation. So let's watch this video right quick. So the thing that impresses me most about that rep is the fact that Chris Jackson actually has the inside leverage on Dez. He's on his inside shoulder. Dez is running that in-breaking route, and he's still able to create separation and get open on it. And that's just, again, that's really big to me and something that stands out to me that I'm liking so far in camp. And uh, I think he's went up and made some more plays 
throughout camp, gotten open in seven on seven some. And I I, I want to know y'all's thoughts so far on these guys we've talked about. Burks, McCreary, Dez, NWI, and just everything you saw from them in camp so far. I want y'all to be letting me know y'all's thoughts on all those guys. And we're definitely going to have more to get into. Right quick, I do want to go ahead and hop into the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And DraftKings, the action never ends with them, Uh, especially this summer with all kinds of ways to bet on your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never, never before. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. Now, whether it be baseball, golf, MMA, you know, UFC, futures on football, basketball, I mean, whatever sport you're looking at, DraftKings has you covered. You can do same-game parlays, build that payout up even more. I've said this the last couple of times I've talked to you all about DraftKings. The thing that I look forward to most is these football futures. Betting on things right now for the upcoming season where the odds may be a little bit higher and can get that bigger payout. Now, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show details for more on all of that. And, you know, I've always told you this is not betting advice. This is just bets that I look at, that I like, that I'm thinking, hey, I'm probably going to put a little bit of money down on that. And right now, looking at the regular season wins for the Titans, DraftKings has the over and under at nine. And under nine wins is actually favored more than over. Now, I don't know why this is. I guess they think just because the Titans lost A.J. Brown, that makes them that much worse. They forget how good this Titans defense is. But my best bet is going to be that over nine wins. The odds right now are minus 105. So, you know, you're not to the point where you know, you're in the positives of like doubling your money, anything like that. But I, I think you might can make a little bit of money there. Again, this is not betting advice. Just giving my thoughts on what I think the best bet would be. Now, let's get back to talking about training camp and players so far that have really impressed me. And I know this next guy that I talk about the power hour is really going to enjoy this because Kyle Phillips is continuing to do really good. 
and you know watching like the individual uh drills everything watching this guy run you know do the like the ladder drill or uh just watching his footwork his footwork is so quick and fast you know i he's a guy i've said this before i don't think he really has that top end speed but as far as being quick and being able to create separation very quickly he is you know he's a top guy in this titans offense when it comes to that his footwork i'm when i was watching uh their footwork drills. I was just so impressed watching him compared to even like Robert Woods and other people that have been doing this a while. It It's just so quick. And right here, I'm going to pull up a route that he run. And I, I know this was against one of the defensive backs. That's probably on the lower end of not making the roster or practice squad guy. But the he absolutely puts him in a blender and completely turns him around and just watch how quick Phillips is on this route. I mean, just creates so much separation on that route. Again, a quarterback's dream. If you have receivers or tight ends or someone make it, getting that much separation, like it makes the quarterback's job so much easier. They don't have to worry about trying to fit it in a tight window. They they can put it to you and know that you're going to bring it in. And the Power Hour actually says Dollar General Julian Edelman, and I'm tell it's it's great to see that battle right now for the slot position because honestly between and i know a lot of people don't like this guy that i'm about to mention for some reason but this slot competition between kyle phillips and mason kinsey i mean it's actually an interesting one to watch and both of these guys are also involved in kick return and punt return uh they've been fielding kicks and punts throughout these practices and i do want to show this clip of mason kinsey from a to z and he's able the way they put it is he got on his horse and he just took off on this seam route or go route and let's watch this video since we're talking about the slot guys right now So, as you see, Kenzie's able to get over the top. I know a lot of people talk, oh, he doesn't have really that top-end speed there. He got open. Again, it's against one of the guys. It's probably lower on the uh, depth chart there. But it was the same thing for Kyle Phillips Trout, and I'm so interested to see how more of that battle for the slot position works out. Uh, and seeing what the Titans decide to do there and watching these preseason games and seeing how these guys go out and do. And 
for more of the people that are coming in, y'all make sure to uh, hit that like button back out of the live chat. Hit it. Trying to hit between eight to ten likes for this video. Really appreciate that. Share the video out. Let's get more people in here. Wanting to get y'all's thoughts on who has impressed you in training camp, who needs more work, who's you know really just left you scratching your head. And if you haven't already subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, now, switching gears, because we've talked about a lot of players who have done really good or had tough battles, I want to talk about Malik Willis some. And after he got drafted and minicamp, all of that, I said that I believe heading into the season, Malik Willis will be the third quarterback on the depth chart. He's not going to be the backup. He's going to be the number three. Logan Woodside is going to be the number two heading into the season. And so far through the first week of training camp, and I've hit on this on other guys. You have to be consistent. You have to put those good reps back to back, those good days back to back. And so far, from what I've been seeing and hearing, that's been a little bit harder for Malik Willis. They've said that he's been inconsistent. He'll come out in seven on sevens and one pass, he'll hit a guy right between the numbers, and the next rep, the ball is at the uh, receiver's feet. I know in today's practices in seven-on-seven, his timing, he was just holding on to the ball too long. Um, Apparently, by doing that, was able to miss a couple of guys that got open and ended up tucking it and running it. So... These are things that he's just going to have to continue to work on is improving that time and and getting those consistent good reps back to back. And until he does that, that's why he's going to be the number three guy on that depth chart. Now, do I think regular season gets here? The Titans might possibly have some packages to put him out there on the field. Yes, just because he can be a dynamic playmaker. Maybe you put him out there to run some read options, and after that film gets out there, you maybe fake a read option one time, fake the handoff to Henry. The defense pulls in thinking that either Henry's running it or Malik is running it, and just have a simple crossing route that gets a guy open and an easy completion. For Malik, you know, maybe that's something that they, you know, throw a little package out there for that. But as far as if, as of right now, if something were to happen to Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis is not getting that starting job. Yes, I'm excited for the future and, you know, excited to see what he can do, but he's not ready yet. His footwork, watching the uh, footwork drill for the pocket, for the quarterbacks, when you watch Tannehill and Woodside go through it, you can just see how much better their footwork is than Malik Willis's. Um, also, another thing I noticed from some 
videos that the media at practices have put out is the fact of when Malik Willis is rolling out to his left, he is very uncomfortable trying to throw the ball when he's rolling to his left. And I know he has to, you know, he's right-handed, so that's a little bit more difficult for him. But Tannehill and Woodside, when you watch them rolling out to their left, you can tell that they're more comfortable with doing that and throwing the ball. And Malik Willis's looks a little awkward when he's rolling to the left and tries to throw. But these are all things that he can continue to work on and get better. And I, I have no doubt that he will get better with that. But, you know, we with all the good, we have to talk about the not so good or the bad and how players can improve and what we want to see from them. And I want to see Malik keep working on that and getting better because we know how athletic he is, how dynamic he can be when the ball's in his hand and he's running it, and that he has a cannon for an arm and can unleash the deep ball. And just proof of that right here is this pass to Chig Okonkwo. Um, I'm not sure, and the video credit goes to Chris Harris on this, I'm not sure what defensive back this is over because I know in training camp and practices you can have several guys wearing the same number. It is number 31. I don't know for sure if it's Kevin Byard, but let's watch this uh, Malik Willis bomb here. So, obviously, watching that throw, that was an absolute dot. Uh, Fell in right where it needed to. And, again, if he could consistently do that, then we might be talking about him bumping up to that backup quarterback position. But, you know, just wanted to hit on that talk about Willis, talk about how, you know, he has struggled some in camp but he has had good reps along with the bad. Uh, Clowney Super Bowl saying, I'm still hesitant on Dez, but hopefully him and or Racy can develop into a solid receiver for us. And yeah, it's, you know, both guys are putting together some good reps in camp. Honestly, looking at what I've heard so far and been able to see in videos, I know Racy has been able to make a couple of plays, but I think Dez overall has been the better of those two throughout this training camp. Uh, and Clowney Super Bowl say, also says, Malik can sling it, no doubt. Hopefully we can work on his accuracy and decision-making. And, yeah, that's I know the main thing the coaches are, like Vrabel said today, got to – keep working on his timing. Um, that's the biggest, one of the biggest things with him right now is that timing. He just, he doesn't have it down. And we know if you are half a second late on a throw, that can be the difference in it being a completion, uh, for a touchdown, the ball knocked out or even tipped up and intercepted. So definitely some things for him to, keep working on 
Um, now I know talking about guys that are getting slowly worked back in to training camp because of coming back from injury. You have Caleb Farley and Robert Woods. And Farley has been able to get some pass breakups in seven-on-seven. He's, uh, I think, early on had a couple of interceptions. You know, it's it's one of those things where I the quarterbacks don't realize how long his arms are and how, you know, tall he is and that he's able to really make up ground on some of these plays and break the pass up or pick it off. Uh, but the knee's doing good. He's going without the knee brace. Robert Woods has been going without the knee brace. And today, you know, we, we know those guys have been working together. Robert Woods said that, you know, they've both been recovering from the ACL. They, they get together, work on stuff on the sidelines, running up hills, uh, I believe like once a week, seeing how their knee reacts. Oh, hey, my knee's doing this after that. My knee's doing this. You know, just helping each other on this road to recovery and getting back out there and being at 100%. But today, got to see Robert Woods go up over Caleb Farley. I mean, just absolutely moss him and make a great play on the ball and going to play this video for you. It's from the Titans Twitter. So let's look at this right quick. So what impresses me about that is, again, two guys coming back from that ACL injury. I believe Robert Woods actually went up off of the leg that he had torn the ACL in. And the biggest thing is, again, Farley is a bigger corner, 6'2", 6'3", long arms, and Woods is able to go up over him and make that great catch. And that is something that if you weren't already excited for Robert Woods to be on this team and see what he can bring to the Titans, you should be now. I mean, the guy out there making plays, building that chemistry up with Ryan Tannehill, it just, it has me so excited. And I know, like Buck Rising the other day put on, or it may have been last night, put on Twitter, how many training camp videos is too many? And Buck, we're just here to, here to tell you, there is no such thing as too many training camp videos. We want to see all of the training camp videos all the media have to offer. I mean, it it's so good knowing that football is back, that training camp's here, really ready for pads to go on on Monday and see these guys out there actually with some contact or a little bit more contact seeing how, you know, their bodies react to it. I do want to hit on, I know Elijah Molden was not out at practice today and Ben Jones was not out there. You know, not sure if Ben Jones is 
not being out there was just like maybe a veteran rest day for him or what recovery day. I know with Molden on Friday when they were in the bubble, uh, in some individual drills, he kind of stumbled and maybe tweaked his ankle, something like that. You could tell that he was uncomfortable even when he jogged off and he had missed the rest of that practice. So hopefully nothing too serious with molding there. Uh, Clowney Super Bowl says, any word on running back death? I hope Wilkins gets some time to shine in preseason. And, you know, I really haven't uh, heard just uh, too much on the running backs. Kind of been focused more. Honestly, I've been focused more on the receiver receiving group because that's where some of the bigger questions were heading into this season, especially after AJ, you know, being gone was what's this Titans receiving room going to look like Robert Woods coming back from injury NWI. What's he going to look like at the time Burks? It was before training camp started up and, you know, some questions were starting to come up about him. So, that's where more of my focus has been, is watching the receivers, seeing how they're doing in training camp. Um, honestly, and this was my prediction for the Titans 53-man roster, I think when it comes to running backs, the Titans will keep four, and one of those will be fullback Torrey Carter. Uh, the other three will be Derek Henry, uh, Hassan Haskins, and I think Hilliard will be the one to round out that rotation. So that that's just my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, we'll see. Obviously, when we get into preseason, uh, we know Henry won't be taking any reps in preseason, according to uh, Vrabel. Um, I believe closer to his exact quote where I wouldn't anticipate seeing Derek Henry out there during preseason. So, um, which, you know, kind of some mixed feelings about that. Uh, you know, only had one game back since his foot injury. Didn't have the best game usually start of the season it can take him a little bit longer to get going i wouldn't mind maybe seeing him out there for a drive in one of the preseason games but at the same time also can understand wanting to you know keep your uh player on the sideline you know a player like Kenry on the sidelines and save him for the regular season so you know, again, kind of mixed feelings on that, but it is what it is. And I know we got ten, nine or ten people in the chat here. Um, guys, let me know if is there anyone else that in training camp has really caught y'all's attention, whether they're showing out and making a good impression, bad impression. Uh, like I said, I want I want y'all's thoughts on this. I. I like talking with the chat, getting y'all involved in the show and seeing, you know, what about this team excites y'all? What about this team pisses you off, makes you mad? Who 
who's impressed you who needs to do more do better so y'all definitely let me know that and clowny super bowl says that i should do a video where i show off uh my titans collection and you know uh clowny super bowl may get something like that in the works actually have added a little bit more uh to the collection so gonna be looking to switch up the backdrop here soon get some of the newer stuff up just to change things up a little bit um let's see trying to think of i i know that Tannehill has still been you know working on building up that connection with his tight ends um i've been hearing some good things about dylan radins throughout training camp uh he's looking good and some of the videos i've saw of him he's looking big strong um hoping that he can take over that right tackle spot and really lock down the right side of that line i know also aaron brewer you know vrabel's had some comments on him talking about how you know yes he may be a little undersized but that he's tougher than a two dollar steak and you know, just really when you think about it, even if you're not a steak eater, I'm just going to tell you, a $2 steak is going to be really damn tough. You know, it, it's not going to be a steak that you really want to <laughs> try and go after. Um, so, like I said, been hearing some good things about him. Mentioned Harold Landry earlier, him talking about Rashad Weaver. Um Landry's also trying to, you know, he said he's trying to improve in his pass coverage. Um, you know, that just adds another dynamic to his game. I do like seeing him getting after the quarterback more, though. So we'll kind of see how all that pans out. And I, I forgot to mention, today was the first day at Titans practice where fans were allowed back. And it's just, it's great to see the fans back out there interacting with players. I know not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, me and Titans Rossi will be at training camp. And we're looking forward to that, hoping that we can get some good videos and put out some of our own uh, media videos there. So, you know, fingers crossed on that. But just so excited that fans can be back at training camp. And I know all the players are excited to have the fans back, to be able to bring their families, you know, seeing some real wholesome moments with like Derek Henry and his daughter out there racing on the practice field, Kevin Byard putting his helmet on his son and, you know, trying to get him to say that he's a future first round draft pick, just these amazing moments that, these guys are able to create with their family and with their fans. It, it's just, it's so great to have that aspect back at training camp this year. Um, Power Hour says that Caleb Farley is playing well and also saying, make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button uh, for the show for more excellent content. And yes, Power Hour, I really appreciate that. 
if you're in the live chat, go out of the live chat, hit that like button, that subscribe button. If it's red, click it, turn it gray, and make sure to hit that bell notification so you never miss when I go live or upload new videos. And check out the podcast on all podcast platforms. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Just type in Titans Time Podcast. Pull it up. Make sure you follow the podcast. Go down. Leave a review. Leave a five-star rating. Leave comments and questions there. Again, truly love that interaction. It helps the show grow. Gets more people in here in the live chat. Gets us more opinions out there. Hey, you know, one of the guys that I said needed to improve talking about Malik Willis I could have this opinion on what he could do better with his footwork or his passes you may see something different than I do I want to get that opinion and talk about it see y'all's thoughts I I truly love the interaction and y'all help make this show you do I love interacting with all the fans and other Titans fans all NFL fans talking about it you know yes this is mainly a show where we talk about the titans but you know share this out to other football fans i want to get them in here get outside opinions on the titans get opinions on their teams what they think real might put their team over the top this year again just love all that interaction and it makes the show just so much more fun uh so yeah make sure again i really appreciate all the love and support for the show. Go check me out on Twitter if you haven't already at Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans Time Podcast, Facebook Titans Time, and can also find us on TikTok. Just type in Titans Time Podcast, trying to get a little bit more active on there, trying to step my game up to match, you know, the power hour. The power hour is always putting out these great TikToks all that so you know trying to match you there power hour and this monday make sure go subscribe to power hour show first go subscribe to him his link is in the description and check us out on monday i'm going to be on his show we're going to be talking about training camp breaking it down even more the first full day of pads and of course power hour always bringing you the news from around the league. So you're not going to want to miss that show. But this has been pretty much all my thoughts from the first week of training camp. I'm excited to get into next week, see what the full pads bring, see if guys are able to consistently keep putting these good days together. um, And, or, if they maybe had some bad days, how they bounce back and improve. Um, So just, I'm excited that we're getting closer and closer to, you know, the preseason games, the regular season games. It's all really starting to come together now and feels real. And yes, Power Hour puts this out there Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central. So, Come join us, be in that live chat. Just, it's going to be a great time, everyone. And that's going to be all I have for tonight. 
This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Ooh, I sweat on my brow.